Welcome to The Reactive Entrepreneur. My name is Sunny and this is a weekly conversation where we break down the challenges as an entrepreneur, how we use tech such as JavaScript and React to transform our everyday life. What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Reactive Entrepreneur. It's a quite an exciting one. It's long overdue. It's going to be the first of 2022 and I've been sort of eager to bring on Luke who we're going to be introducing in just a sec and Luke's got a wicked story to tell. He joined the Papa Farm and he's had pretty uh, sort of crazy interview experience I want to share with everyone. So go ahead and say what's up to the world Luke. What's up everyone? How's How are you Sonny? Yeah, doing good, dude. Really, really nice to have you on. I've been wanting to do this for a while and we just couldn't get a timing right. So we thought now we'd just go for it. But Luke, how are you doing today? And um, yeah, give give an intro, a little kind of elevator pitch. Yeah, I'm Luke. I'm, I mean, I'm doing great. Um, I'm part of the Papa Farm for the last few months and it's really kind of helped, I suppose, turn my life around. Nice. So I kind of wanted to come on, I suppose, and um, try and give something back. Awesome, man. And tell me your like story. So your experience as a coder, when did you start and how long have you been coding for at the moment? I mean, I've only been doing it for like probably just over a year. I think I started in October, November last year. Yeah. And I done like um, a couple of Udemy courses, which really weren't great. Yeah. Literally just like basic HTML, CSS. And it was, uh, I suppose, because you didn't have anyone to ask questions. It was, it, it took a long time to get in any way proficient with it yeah um and then i started javascript i think i think it was the end of february or the end of january last year start of february right and struggled quite a bit and eventually started to figure things out and right then i eventually decided to join the papa fam and nice i think it's one of the best decisions i've ever made awesome man and when you started off you're saying udemy courses weren't kind of you so like run me through uh when you first started coding what was it by the way that made you jump into the world of coding was it like a friend said you know maybe check it out what, what got you into it it was just um like i, I play guitar and i'm a musician i'm in a band and nice. and i've always had to kind of work kind of crappy jobs that i really really they just made me miserable so yeah i can't i just came to the conclusion that i wanted to try and find something that could a help the band out and be something that i could really enjoy yeah and i really like lightly dabbled in in um, some web development stuff back in college right so i kind of remembered that and although i didn't do anything with it at the time i did enjoy it so right kind of just looked back into it and yeah that was that was it did you feel like you fell into the whole tutorial hell when you were learning yeah a little bit i mean i watched like tons of youtube stuff and i mean i still do now yeah for 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 certain things um but just again going back to the thing of not having having anyone to ask a question yeah like why why is it done this way why is it done that way you know um yeah it was it, it was definitely a struggle and yeah i suppose i definitely did get stuck in tutorial hell yeah so for anyone who's that kind of new or you know they hear the term thrown around what does tutorial hell mean to you and and why and how did you even approach getting out of it yeah i mean i guess it's just that the thing where you're just you want to build something and you're looking at your IDE and you just don't know where to start. Yeah. And you always go back to a YouTube video or something. You can't really rely on yourself to, to build anything. Yeah. You might have an idea of how, of what you want, but you just don't know how to achieve it. Yeah. I think it's especially frustrating when you touch on CSS and you, you want to push something in the corner. You have no idea how to get the thing in the corner. Uh, yeah. It's that yeah. battle. Yeah. I, I feel your pain, man. So you, you started with Udemy uh, you kind of jumped around on Udemy, um, and then you moved over to what? What was your next step? Um, well, I, I stuck on Udemy for a while, and I found some some courses I did like through YouTube. Like I found guys like Brad Traversy and uh, Dev Ed, and again, just watched some of their YouTube videos, and eventually bought a few of their courses and nice. helped me level up. Yeah. But again, I still didn't have anyone to ask questions. So, I mean, you can ask questions on Udemy, but who knows if you're even going to get an answer. Yeah. Um, but I remembered that I had seen a little bit of an Amazon clone that you did a long time ago. Nice. And I was like, that's really cool. That's definitely what I want to do, but I don't have a clue what's going on. So I'm just going to try and learn the fundamentals and then come back to this. Yeah. So I remembered I'd seen that and I kind of looked up, um, I think I just typed in Sunny Sanga on YouTube Yeah. and found that you had started your own channel Nice. and done a few clones and stuff. And 
then I just kind of went, I just decided like, I want to, I want to join the, the community, join the, join the Papa fam. Yeah. So I did. And I actually bought the, I, I, I got the platinum membership first. Yeah. I think I was in it for a few hours and I saw what was on, I saw what was in the backlog, backlog of courses yeah. and content. And I was like, oh no, I'm going to go diamond. Like this is, <laughs> can't pass this up. I, I love that. I actually remember when you messaged me saying, Hey, how do I upgrade to diamond? And uh, we put you straight out to a diamond plan. And I really love it because like you've seen firsthand diamonds, a lot more of a close, like intimate community, right? Whereas obviously the platinum is awesome. We've got everyone in there. You can ask questions, but then diamond takes that next step where you feel like you're just in a group of really driven yeah. people. Right. And and that's what I Definitely. wanted. I wanted kind of like, you know, our base to be really strong, which is platinum, the pub farm and then diamond. If you really want to just kind of accelerate forward. And what's amazing is to see people like yourself come in as, you know, beginners and then, the stories that everyone has, which we're going to literally jump into now. So you pretty much started learning through Udemy, YouTube, Brad Traversy Media and all those guys. Uh, Fireships yeah. also awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, really, really quite. I, I, I really admire his videos and his, his editing work ethic. He just, yeah. guy just goes, so much stuff. yeah, next level and, uh, every week. Yeah. And uh, there's another guy, Web Dev Simplified as well, oh, he's Kyle. Like, yeah, he's cool. So, yeah, some of the stuff that he talks about was just, just stuff that you... You just don't realize what you're doing, especially in JavaScript. Yeah. I always carry a mentality. Of, I watch every one of their videos that drop or subbed and got the notifications on constantly trying to pull it in because, yeah, they're all awesome dudes. Um, so you were pretty much, you know, you came through the Udemy YouTube learning style and then you got into the interview rounds where you kind of wanted to go for the job. So explain to me what was your interview process like? Where did you apply for, for jobs firstly? First, well, I mean, I applied to everywhere. For, I mean, and I, do you know what? It was like it was actually so hard just to get an interview. Yeah, I think I only done, I think I only done three interviews before I got a job. Mm. Like that's and like that's out of like applying to hundreds of places, if not thousands. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like just trying to get an interview was so hard because I didn't have any experience yeah. except for a few freelancing jobs. Yeah, but it get like I mean, it's not really what companies are looking for. They're looking for for someone who's been in a company. It's it's super no, frustrating, isn't it? Like source control and things like that. And yeah, yeah, it's it's hard and it's so like so demotivating. But you oh. just have to push through it. You get there eventually. Yeah, I mean, because it's a chicken and egg problem where you know they want experience, they want like you know two three years, but then how do you get the experience? You can't, like you can't show it, and it's like a, a never ending wall of rejection constantly. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, that sums it up perfectly. Yeah, you had actually a really kind of motiv- I think it was quite motivating for a lot of the students when they heard it. Um, but it started off with rejection. And how did yeah. you flip the script and get into where you're at now? Yeah, so I applied for this job. Um, it's actually with a company called Therapy Clinic, and so I work in the tech department of Therapy Clinic. Right. Therapy Clinic, so we're just kind of the engineering team, data analysts, and so on. Yeah. But um, yeah, I applied. Um. I think a couple of hours later, got a rejection email. Um, so I just reached back out and I was like, look, I'm really struggling to get anywhere. Like I've applied to so many places. Um, I'm just going to be honest. Like I really want to do this. I love coding. I love programming. Um, I used to do internships. Like I would do an unpaid internship yeah. for a certain amount of time just to get my foot in the door. Uh, so I got an email. I got a phone call the next day. Um, and they were saying like, yeah, fair play to you for reaching back out to us. Um, a few of the guys are just looking through your GitHub. Right. So if, if they kind of feel like you could be up to it, like you might get an email back, you might get an interview. So I was like, oh, that, that's brilliant. But I honestly, I, I didn't really think I was going to hear back. Right. And th- he said it would be probably a few days, but got a call in like an hour or two saying, yeah, we're pretty impressed. Uh, we're right. going to give you an interview with um, our, our president of engineering. Right. Um, so I had that. It went pretty well. And then there was another stage. It was uh, I had to kind of build a project for them, right? Based on what they do, yeah. Um, and that was great. It was actually fun, to be honest with you. Yeah. Then I had a coding challenge, and then I had a a culture fit, right? But the whole process was actually it was kind of it was more enjoyable. Like to be honest, it was yeah, it was very easy going. Yeah. Well, did you have the sort of a, was it more of a um, sit down and code next to you situation, or here's a project, go away, code it, and come back to us? Yeah, it was it was both really. Like I had to, I had about a week to build out a project, and it was kind of a, I wouldn't say full stack, but it was complete CRUD functionality. Right. Um, 
so I done that and I really went all out. Like I nice. added in a map and everything and some random stars for like reviews and things like that. Nice. Just left everything on the table. Yeah. Um, and then after that was like a coding challenge. Right. Um, which was kind of just done through I think teams. Yeah. But um, again, it was it was fun. Like the guys were the guys are amazing. The guys I work with are incredible. So awesome. Big man. shout out to them. And you were saying so uh, two questions. One, you had the coding challenge, and also two, the GitHub profile that they checked initially to sort of get their interest spiked up. What did you have on the GitHub uh, repo? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I had a fair few of your clones. To be honest, I had the, yeah. the Netflix clone. I think I had. Um, what else did I have? It might have been Facebook. Right. There was there was a few others. I mean, I done most of them. Yeah. Um, and then there was just some some other project that I kind of built out myself. Nice. Um, and then there were some full stack ones like done with Node.js and stuff and and MongoDB more full stack stuff. So did you have clickable demos as well? Um. No, but I, I did have my portfolio website so right. they could go on there and kind of check out some of the projects. And then those projects on your portfolio were live and linked? Yeah. Okay, right. So, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the kind of, so they got a chance to look at it, play around with it through that. Okay, awesome, man. Yeah, yeah so it's, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I've, I've realized, uh, like seeing students come in as beginners getting jobs and beating that wall of rejection is the experience, right? And, and if you can show that you can build something with the skills that are on a resume, which I've, everyone can easily list out, you know, I know Redux, Redux Saga, I know the, yeah. the latest and greatest oh, TypeScript. Stuff. Yeah, and then like, yeah. and I did this in the beginning, right? I had a, I had a star next to each one and I had a five, those five stars and they were each colored in a different amount, right? And I was the sucker yeah. that did it. And I was like, yeah, man, this is a super cool resume. You know, I've got a li longest list ever and I've got five star, five star, five star. It's relative to nothing, right? It doesn't show anything. Yeah. Whereas if you've got, I mean, like, you know, oh, so, yeah, I mean, like trying to, trying to beat, like, like beat the wall of recruiters, like, or, because they're the ones who are, they have the criteria yeah, and they don't really understand that no one can know all of this yeah like it's not possible <laughs> i think this is what people need to hear man is and it's like popping a bubble right because the recruiters they get a sheet which will tell them this is what we kind of want but then they also have like you know a long list of the things which they know are buzzing right now they know that redux react typescript these yeah. things are buzzing and yeah. then I even saw one which was hilarious. I think it was when React was just born back in the day and it said like eight years of React experience. And I, <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I'm actually not, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Some of the stuff you see when you're applying for jobs, it's, it's crazy. Honestly. But once you, I think once you beat that, once you beat the recruiter, yeah. I think that's actually a saying, like beat the recruiter. Yeah. And you get, you actually get to talk then to like an engineer and it's like, oh yeah, you, no, you definitely don't need to know all of this. Yeah. I think you're 100% <laughs> right. It's that, it's that hurdle. And once you're over it, it's like normality, right? When you start speaking to engineers yeah. and, that, and you break that conversation yeah. and then you actually realize, oh, they're just normal people at the end of, end of the tunnel, you know? Yeah. It's just a human being. Like they don't know half the stuff that's on the, yeah. like the criteria list either. Like, I mean, it doesn't even make sense to have half of it on it. Yeah, honestly. And you realize, I think, especially like I worked in corporates and startups and the startups, you realize quickly, everyone, even the CEOs, the CTOs has an element of not knowing what the hell they're doing just at a different level. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a completely yeah, I mean, normal thing. It's that fundamental thing of being able to be given something and learn on the job. Like that's what they're looking for. They just, yeah. they just want people who can learn on the job. Yeah, pick I, something up that they've never touched before and start to use it and implement it in the project. Completely agree with that. Even when I was interviewing people, I wouldn't like it if you know if somebody comes in saying I know everything, um, because no nobody yeah. can know everything, right? There's always, no. I mean, there's a new JavaScript framework every week. Yeah, like, you got, not in this industry. No. Yeah, <laughs> you have to have an open mindset, and the best thing you could do is just say, I actually don't know that. I I don't know what that is, or I'm not that great with that. But here's my approach to solving it. Um, yeah, I mean, even in the the coding challenge that I did, like. Um, like it was obviously it was done on on teams or whatever, but trying to actually understand what what they were looking for. Yeah, you just like you just you have to be able to say I don't understand. Like yeah. you have to be able to ask a question or just say like I don't I don't get what you mean. Can you explain further or whatever? Do you think it's, you it's fell really in, important? Exactly, man. Do you feel like you fell victim to in the beginning not asking enough questions? Um, I don't I don't know. Be to be honest, like I mean, because it took so long to get those interviews. And again, like I said, I, I only really had three. Yeah. Um, and 
this, the second one I done was was kind of going well, but I'd kind of gotten therapy job, and that that was the one I wanted anyway. Yeah. So, you know, nice. like I didn't really have to like ask that many questions. Like yeah. I only had I only had one coding challenge right. that was live with other people. So yeah, they're quite they're quite intimidating. I think the live coding challenges, but I, I like yeah. the ones where you can go away, but. Well, explain like you know when you were sitting there it was on a team's call you said uh what yeah. did they ask you to do it was just well they gave me two options um they said you can either do like a styling thing they want you we want you to design like a twitter style pop-up card or something like that right or you could do a more like javascript pro- programmatical exercise right so like it's like first of all javascript is what i love doing so it's like give me the javascript one yeah um and to be honest i think that kind of threw them a little bit they're like oh Oh, really? Then nice. I want to do it. He wants to do the harder one. So uh, yeah. it was just some basic stuff. Like um, it was just basically a function with some, I suppose, checks to yeah. see what's going in and how to handle, like if it's valid and stuff like that. Nice. It wasn't too bad, but it was funny. Like my, uh, I was so nervous. I, I forgot that my Mac wasn't uncharged. So oh, yeah. it, it, it crashed on me. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so I, I was like, <laughs> I was completely panicking and I, I got back onto the call and they'd waited. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you got lucky with that one. We, yeah, I know. We had that in Dubai as well when we did the last challenge. Uh, we were so, like, you know, panicking over, oh, there's a new setup, new environment. And I was like, why is the laptop and stream dying? And I didn't realize the battery wasn't, it wasn't plugged yeah. in. And yeah. I know. And like when you're using it, like a, another monitor, you don't see that alert. Like yeah. Your battery's kind of. Yeah, dying. exactly. They really should change that. <laughs> I had it. Yeah. I, I agree with you. If, if the Tim Cook's listening, he needs to update that. But it was like it's hidden way at the other top of the other screen. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah, was. It uh, happens all the time. Yeah. It's super annoying. And I was like, why is, why is the computer slowing down? And yeah, it's, it's 1% or something. <laughs> exactly. Then the stream died. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. now we know. <laughs> um so you went through to a culture fit so again you know people may not know what a culture fit is what kind of things were they asking you um just some basic stuff i'd actually messaged you prior uh, i think it was the day before or on the day but yeah you were just kind of like just be yourself like just just be honest and i kind of just took that on board so i honestly i tried to try and flip the script and um, i was doing it with our, with our product manager and um I started asking him questions. <laughs> yeah. And uh it it was really great. Like it was so easy going and they were just talking about what I like doing as well, like not just about coding and experience, but who I am as a person, what I like to do outside of work. Yeah. That kind of thing. So I think it that's was the, just a very hu- human kind of a conversation. That that's the golden bit there. It's it's being human, right? It's not trying to pre-script what you think they're going to ask with a response, literally being yourself and showing your personality because at the end of the day They've done the technical part and they would have made the decision before that. The culture fit is more, are you as a human going to fit in that team, right? Are you, are yeah. you, are you going to be a robot who's not going to talk to anyone? Yeah. Um, can you communicate with, the, with, with other people? Can you like yeah. communicate technically? Can you explain things? Yeah. Just basic stuff. And I think that that's one thing I've noticed as well. Like when you're first starting out, no one really tells you about technical communication. Yeah. But when you're on the job, it makes so much of a difference. Like it's, it's really important massively that's why we did the success coach route because we wanted to push like you with a udemy course you can learn the tech uh with with like oh you, i mean to a degree people get bored that's why we kind of shifted yeah. things up and then with youtube you can learn a bit but nobody or will, will put you in a situation where you are you know pressured into like communicating so by being yeah. a success coach you are a success coach i believe yeah you, yeah you've yeah, yeah. quite early on and luke did his own first kind of coaching call with with the students uh wh- what was that coaching call like the first time you ever did it oh my god i was so nervous i was <laughs> honestly sweating through my jumper for the whole thing yeah <laughs> um and i think it was about three four hours i don't know i actually i was like i wanted to do something regarding the back end like more javascript so i was like oh, i want to do something on node.js yeah um and like uh express and mongo and stuff so nice and um, done that and it went really well yeah, I, I really remember. enjoyed it, to be honest. Got some awesome feedback. Yeah, everyone loved it. And um, the thing is, right, so when you're put in that environment, you're, you've you gone through the sweats, you've gone through the sort of, oh, my God. And then you come out the end of it, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm alive. This thing didn't yeah. kill me. I'm good. Then when you go into a, something like a culture fit without realizing, you're very much like already been in those situations. You're already kind of relaxed a bit more. You're like, okay, I, I know I can get through this. It's not going to be the end of the world. So you made it yeah. through the culture fit. Uh, and then what happened after the culture fit stage? 
Um, I got a phone call. I'd met up with a friend afterwards. We went out for coffee. Um, and I got a call about half an hour later saying we want to, or a director of engineering wants to call you tomorrow. Nice. Just, just for a chat to sum everything up and stuff. So yeah, it wasn't an answer. It wasn't a yes or a no, but I felt pretty positive anyway. Like yeah. I felt like the whole thing went well. And nice. if I if I hadn't have gotten that phone call, like I knew that I wouldn't have gotten the job. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I, I met up with with him then the next day and it was great. Like, I mean, the funny thing is I was initially, I was looking for an, an internship Yeah. because I didn't think I was going to get a job and then it was more like no it's going to be a job kind of thing Amazing. and they'd given me a figure or they, they'd asked me what i would expect yeah i was like uh, probably like 20 maybe 20 25 30 whatever around that range just yep. to, to start off and they ended up, up offering me like 10 15 grand more that is amazing and i was shocked yeah yeah that's huge you know for an actual first junior row that is sick that was that was literally be 15 to 20 more than what I got in the junior row, which is incredible. Really? Yeah, that's just huge. And uh, the moral of this story, honestly, is that it started off with rejection, which is the first time I've heard a student go through this as well. Uh, so literally got rejected from the interview, which a lot of people get. But rather than quitting and just being like on to the next one, you threw out the sort of, you know, the, the kind of curveball of what about an internship? And then you got the... Yeah. And you beat that hill, right? You basically, in my eyes, you're still in that beat the recruiter stage when you did that. Uh, you got past that. Yeah. Then, as soon as you got in a chat with them, that was it. You know, this, you're allowed to kind of then show your skills and do everything. Yeah, and in fairness to uh, to the recruiter, like, I mean, I had done that so many times previously when I'd get a rejection, I'd email them back and you just wouldn't hear anything. Yeah. So uh, I thank them all the time <laughs> just for taking a chat. <laughs> No, that's huge, man. Honestly, really, really smashed it with that. And uh, what what perks did uh, your first job come with? Well, obviously, a lot, I got like I could choose between like a PC or a Mac. So nice. uh, I love Mac. So I went with a Mac. Yeah. Um, and then there's just stuff like pensions, insurance, things like that. And um, I actually got some. Uh, I have a. I have like a certain amount of money that I can spend for for courses and stuff like that. Nice. So they want they like they want to invest. Um, that's huge into their staff learning more like they're really passionate about that and that's something that that i'm like that that's what i love i love learning especially about coding yeah because um like it's, it's non-stop i i so love I'm, that, I'm pretty much studying every night after work so yeah that's awesome man that's how it should be because you know you want to put the pressure on yourself that's why we do weekly calls instead because we want to kind of like, it for one i'll be honest it forces me to teach you guys something new uh, or go over something yeah. old uh, so it kind of really kind of pushes it i think that positive feedback loop is is everything um and then you can go into your work and you can be like hey guys did you know about typescript did you know that we can implement it this way and then before you know it you're, you've upgraded yeah. your code base so what's been yeah. your biggest like i mean firstly how does it feel being uh like what what a recruiter would call a junior dev but landing a 40k plus job how does that feel for anyone who's starting i mean up? like Oh no, it's 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 amazing, and I I genuinely wasn't expecting that. I mean, like looking for an internship and end up with forty k more, yeah. <laughs> like than nothing. So, it's huge. That um, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, even like besides, I suppose the money. I mean, that's not the the most important thing to me anyway. It's yeah. It's more of getting in, like joining a team that are like minded. And again, like I know I said it earlier, but the the team, the whole company is amazing. Like, yeah. It's the most friendly collaborative group that you could ask for so i feel like a proud dad whenever a student says that because <laughs> i'm like that's what you should look for because <laughs> it's honestly yeah you know yeah. The, the funny thing is it was exactly what you always talk about the whole process even the interview process it was like this is what you're, you should try and make it be like it, you should try and like talk to them on a human level like, yeah. be yourself and then this is the kind of team that you should be working with like you should be allowed to criticize people above you yeah like if you see something wrong with their code, you should be allowed to say that. Like, 100%. and that's the way it is. Yeah, it, it's a. It should be a flat hierarchy. It shouldn't have like you know. I can't talk to that person. I can't. In fact, I only found out. I think yesterday I was watching a video on Tesla. When a Tesla employee gets recruited, they get a Tesla handbook, right? And it literally okay. says in the handbook, it says it has like lingo like "don't be a jerk" or "don't do this" or "don't do that." And and at one point yeah. it says, uh, at no point can you not talk to anyone else, which is golden, right? I think that's like a, and it should be Some a rule. Yeah, just if you have, you know, the senior of senior devs in the corner, go speak to them, say good morning, you know, like have a chat with them. Don't feel so scared to be like, 
I can't ask him about a, a silly question as to like my yeah, MPM. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like if I get stuck on something, they're the first. They're the first one to say, "Look, do you want to go on a call? Like we can pair program it. We can tackle it together." That's I just done one yesterday uh, about this like time zone an issue because we kind of built out this calendar. Yeah. So we're like, I wonder, like, if someone from America was trying to do this, like, what happened? And it turns yeah. out it was going to break the whole thing. So I was kind of put on to try and come up with a solution. Right. And I was stuck big time, like, and got on call with the lead and uh, we had it done in an hour. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And I guarantee it, but this is the thing, right? So you've got yourself in a position where you've got mentors now. And that's what I try and get every student to do. Uh, that's in fact why we have a course in the first place, because it's a way of me being your mentor and just to, to get things kicked yeah. off. Um, but now what you have is every single day you go into work and you have not just one, but every single dev on that team is a form of mentor uh, and you can learn exactly. from them, pull from them. Uh, I'm guessing you're doing sprints right now. Um, it's, I mean, to be honest, I don't really know that much about like the agile and scrum stuff. We just, we have our stand up in the morning right. and, uh, we just kind of do a check-in. Yep. So if we have a blocker, we, we might kind of meet up after the call, one or two of us, and try and solve it together. But yep. um, there's not really sprints now. It's more of like everything, like it's it's very laid back. But right. I think once people can see you're trying and you, you're you trying to tackle the problem and they can see you're working, yep. it's fine. Like it's, it's very, very easy going. I think that's important. Great. I, I think that's a great answer because a lot of people would think that you need to nail this stuff before you get your first job. And that's a prime example of where you don't actually need to know, you know, what a scrum master is, what every, every role does in the, in the team and all the theory behind it. You just need to know that, okay, there's going to be a way of working. And typically that involves daily standups. Am I blocked? Yeah. What am I doing today? Uh, you know, what did I do yesterday? That kind of very quick one minute each. Yeah around the table yeah i mean i was looking up stuff about like agile on scrum stuff before yeah. the job like thinking oh, they're gonna ask me about this yeah and i mean <laughs> i don't think anyone has mentioned those two words yeah since I started. <laughs> it's true honestly it's true and what you'll find is naturally if there's some agile like, a deadline's rushed in and you know maybe a lead would come in and say hey maybe we're going to start doing one week sprints and nothing really changes you're still doing daily stand-ups you're still doing what you did before uh, it's literally a case of now you would just be a, a bit more focused in that one week or two week sprint. Um, and, uh, yeah, man. So Luke, you, you said, um, you were previously in a band, right? Did you do yeah. any, uh, sort of software stuff before this? So freelancing jobs, anything? No, I mean, like, I suppose technically, yes. Like I, I dabbled again a tiny bit in a in a college course years ago, but I mean, that was back when like you were still using like flow for CSS. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It was, it was a long time ago Yeah. and I'd never, never touched any JavaScript, never heard of react. Right. Um, and to be honest, I didn't even really get it. Like with HTML and CSS, I didn't really understand what I was doing, but yeah. so I would say not really. No. Right. Um, so would you say a degree just, or college helped you get to where you're at today or was it because no. of, okay, that's it. No, definitely yep. not. No, it's just, it's just having a good work ethic. And even if, even if you have, even if you can't afford to join a course, you can learn from some. Like you can just learn stuff from YouTube. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like there's no reason not to do something. Just go for it and do everything you can with what you have. Yeah, I you, agree. You'll with get you. there eventually. One hundred percent agree. I think especially as a software dev, back in the day, maybe things were different. We didn't have you know like YouTube to the extent we have today, where you got content creators yeah. with high quality content out. Uh, before it was like some dodgy, you know, coding tutorial that, that, that was just kind of, you know, some weird screen recording. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I mean, I'd bought books and everything on JavaScript, like the, uh, well, I can't remember the name, but now, you know, the big white one with the rhino on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I bought that a while ago thinking it was going to be like, oh, you're, you're going to be a JavaScript master after reading this. I think I read about 20 pages and I was like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, it's because, just I too mean, much. it's not even on an IDE. It's just a book of code. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing right even in uni and things like that like it's good because we i think everyone listening gets a full fair exposure to different backgrounds you know like we've had people on who have gone to like uh, one of my old friends went to cambridge mit uh, and, and those places and he even says that it wasn't those things that drove him to the career that he's in today uh which i think golden because it needs to break this perception of the older generation parents and and the kind of peer pressure that we get of you have to go to university 
become a yeah. software dev, which is in Definitely. my eyes rubbish. I don't think you need. I to mean, uh, yeah, I mean, people were saying to me while I was kind of doing some smaller like freelancing jobs and struggling to get, I suppose, more of a career. Yeah. Um, because they were they were decent jobs to be honest, but I I still wasn't happy. I thought freelancing was what I was gonna really want to do, like working for myself. But I wasn't that big of a fan of the extra stuff that goes along with it, like um, I suppose talking to clients about the project and and stuff like that. I I'm just more interested in coding. Right. Um. So so many people are saying, "Would you not just go go back to college?" Like, oh, no, it's four years, and you know, like, I mean, I. <laughs> Like I, I, I want to start living my own life. I, I yeah. want to be able to start making money now and, and just be more independent. Like I, I don't want to go back to college. And, and if anyone listening, like yeah. you don't, you don't have to do that. Like yeah. you can. Most people will say, like they just, they've, they've just learned it by themselves and they've done it through YouTube, especially seemingly nowadays. Yeah, a hundred percent. And what you'll find is if you put two candidates in a room, one who's self-taught, been watching YouTube, buying a bunch of courses and doing it themselves. Thus, the guy with the masters came out of uni. I guarantee I already know the answer to which one's a better dev. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, like, if I mean, if that's what you want to do, if you want to go to college, by all means, like, go yeah. ahead. Um, but there's a lot. I mean, there's not a lot. There's a couple of guys on the job who have done it, and they've got computer science degrees. But yeah, a lot of the stuff that that they actually don't even need it. Yeah. Not day to day, day to day work anyway. Yeah, I'll be honest, I wouldn't even say it unless I had done it, you know, myself. Like, if I had, like, not gone and this and that, but I would say it's it's amazing if you want to go to research or if you want to go down the route of machine learning or solving those yeah. kind of really granular problems. Like, how does a car drive itself? Like, if you want to actually solve yeah. the model behind that, then, yeah, the, the software engineering yeah. route is the route you want to go. Um, whereas if you want to build really cool sites, apps, get into the world of practical development then it can be a different route. So I think it's opening up that door. Um, but what does your, like, you know, your day-to-day as a developer right now look like? So anyone who's kind of, you know, wants to become a dev. And because I think when you're, when you're starting out, it's so cool to watch things like, you know, uh, startup or watch things like, you know, the, the social network. And you see this guy yeah. sitting at his keyboard, hacking away, wired in. Yeah. What is it yeah, for you? Yeah, no, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Robot. It is, I love it. I think it um, cut out. You said Mr. Yeah. Robot, isn't it? Yeah, Mr. The show. Oh, uh, yeah, Mr. yeah, Robot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah with, uh, Rami Malek. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah. Or he, Rami Malek. <laughs> he's an awesome guy, right? I remember I did cybersecurity back at Union, and that's the sh- only show which got it pretty close to what it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of doing a bit of that a while ago myself, um, because, I, I, I mean, I always thought it was really interesting, like cybersecurity stuff and hacking, um, but... I think when you're trying to learn everything, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty difficult. And it can so get I'm still really... trying to learn JavaScript, and yeah. I wanted to learn TypeScript. I want to learn React. Yeah. I want to learn GraphQL, and I want to learn how to how to hack people. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's ridiculous. Fun. That's the funniest thing, isn't it? Because when you're learning, you're like, right, I'm doing a bit of JavaScript right now, but oh, this thing says I need to learn Bash to go ahead and write a script. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, we call it, it just, shiny object never syndrome. Ended. Yeah, you see a shiny object, and now you're on C plus <laughs> plus. Yeah, I mean that's me to a T. I I see something and I want to do it. <laughs> like, yeah, straight away. Yeah, I think it's a um, good. I think it's a very good trait to have. I think it just needs to be moderated, where it's definitely. Not like, yeah. yeah, I mean, before you know it, you're in your room, sixteen hours a day studying stuff you're never going to use. <laughs> yeah, but what's awesome about coding is even if you are diving into the realm of C plus plus or C sharp or Java and you're using JavaScript in your day-to-day, I truly do feel like the principles and any language can be carried over. Uh, and, yeah. and even if you learn at a high-level language like Python, you'll, learn, you'll be solving the problem, I guess, a bit quicker with fewer lines of code. But if you learn C++, you really learn how a computer starts to work. And that has yeah. its perks as well, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, that's why they, it's a common thing to say C++ is more for efficiency and more for, you know, building an app which runs a bit more uh, smoother as opposed to, you know, five lines of code in Python, which does yeah. it a certain way. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the, I, I do kind of want to eventually get into that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I've always wanted to learn Python. Yeah. Um, well, since I've learned, since I've started coding anyway, and C++ is pretty interesting. But I think when you're doing, um, I know that some people will probably like seriously disagree, but when you're learning TypeScript, it, it's a big help if you want to get into like more strongly typed languages like C++. 
Yeah, I agree um, with you because it introduces. It's a very gentle introduction to uh, uh, what's what's the word? Uh, strictly type, strong type. Yeah, yeah strong yeah. type languages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, what's your take on remote learning? Do you want to be sort of you know in your position now for the long term? Is your goal to become a remote freelancer or a remote sort of nine to five guy? What's the end vision for you? Um. I don't really know. I mean, I'm honestly really happy where I am now. And um, yeah, I couldn't, I, this is probably the happiest, uh, happiest I've been nice. in a long time. Um, the company's incredible. So That's awesome. I don't have any plans to, to change. But yeah, I mean, I have the option myself. If I want to go into the office, I can go into the office. If I want to work from home, it's completely up to me. Even the hours, although it's technically a nine to five, yeah. like you can work whenever you want sort of thing. Once, you get to, once they can see you're doing, yeah. you're, you're getting your work done, like it's fine. I think you've nailed it with the with the fit here. I think you've got a perfect company where they've got modern culture. Uh, and that's what I, I would say. I try and push all students into that kind of setup because I've been in a corporate one where it's literally nine to five. You can leave at 4.59 on the dot yeah. and nobody will say a thing, right? But where in yeah. startup culture, it's a little bit more like, we really don't care what you're doing as long as you you understand the mission right if you if you're getting closer exactly. to the mission then do whatever you want you know take a week off if you want like, as long as you're still yeah. getting there it really doesn't matter uh, but then there's going to be times where you have to pull the weight and do a, maybe an all-nighter once in a while or something yeah i mean i don't mind doing that stuff anyway because i mean yeah. when you love what you do it's a bit of a cliche but it's not really work yeah no, <laughs> i'd be more true. than happy to do an all-nighter but it's kind of a funny thing um because you mentioned startup like the company has been around, I think, since 2001, 2002. But oh, nice. the tech team only started last year. Oh, wow, so, really? Yeah, so we're actually like ripping out the third-party software that they've been using for years right. and replacing it with our own stuff. So that's it's pretty cool. cool. Like, it's pretty interesting. That's and it's really kind of cool. nice because you have something to go off. Like, Yeah. So you're, you're seeing how they're doing things at the moment with third-party software and then building bespoke of your own. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, like they use, you've, you've probably heard of it, um, Forest, it's called. It's kind of for like, uh, I suppose more salon type stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. actually, I do know that. Yeah, the, I booked yeah. the haircut tomorrow, which is there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're replacing that. So there's right. so much involved in in ripping nice. something like that out. It's so funny you say that because I remember I asked them. I said, "Who built your app?" And then they said, "No, we use a company called Forest." That's why I knew when you said it now. And um, it handles the scheduling, the booking, yeah, the reminder, even emails. payments. Yeah, yeah. It, it really does a lot of th- a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it's very fast. Yeah, so we have to try and match that as well. That's that's interesting. What was the decision for them to to bespoke build it? They just wanted to, and the company's really scaling at the moment. Like yeah. they've gone into stuff like fertility and stuff like that, um, and they have a few kind of, I suppose, sister companies that are under the same, I suppose, yeah. bigger name. Right. Um. So they just wanted to be able to scale up, and Faros wasn't really allowing them to do that. Right. So they're going to be building their own back end and stuff like that. Right. Um, nice. So it's just literally a scaling thing. Awesome, man. And um, what would you say? Okay, I'm going to ask the questions that people don't like to ask, but I think it's I think it needs to be asked sometimes. Yeah, go, right? go ahead. When you're in, you know, let's imagine you turn up to work, you're, you're in your daily stand-up and, you know, a new feature comes your way and you have no idea how to build the thing. What's your first thing that comes in your head? Because it happens to everyone, but nobody really admits it. Um, I get a little bit nervous. Like, how am I going to do this? Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to be, I feel like I'm just going to be stuck in front of a computer for two days reading documentation, to be honest. But I usually just say, look, I've never used it before, um, yeah. but I'm not, like, we, like we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. get over it yeah. and we'll, we'll be able to use it eventually. Like it might take a few days to figure out, I suppose, to, what's going on under the hood, but yeah. we'll get there. Nice. Yeah, I, I think you did the same with Mapbox when you were saying, and then you integrated yeah. Mapbox into the, into the build for your tech interview. That was uh, that was a nightmare, you know, because um, it was it was work, and so many people will have been through this. But it works fine on your like yeah. local server, yeah. And then you deploy it. Like I think I deployed it to Versal, and the whole like you you could see the map, but there was nothing on it. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so I, I posted into this our Slack group, um, and I figured it out in the meantime. And it was a it was a translation issue with I think it was Webpack or Babel or something, right? Um, but again. I think some someone actually messaged me recently on Discord, saying that they're having the same problem. Right, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I can help you there." <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's why we build this community, you know. <laughs> 
it's it's crazy because I remember in the beginning it was it was a very small group. Uh, I think you've been here for quite quite a while now. Uh, when when did I you think join? it was the start of summertime. All right. Yeah. yeah so I think so it was quite early maybe on. May or June. Okay, so I'm pretty much near, I'd say maybe the halfway mark when we started. Probably. And um, it was, it's really interesting because the more students that come in, the more unique problems we get, the more unique problems we face and people ask for help. And, and often what we find is it'll get pinged up in the Slack channel and sometimes it'll get offline straight away. So you get a DM and I'm trying yeah. to encourage more open out, chat in the open, don't feel afraid. But I think it's a very common developer thing to be like, I'm going to help this person out but my answer might sound stupid because I might be wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I was actually just looking at something earlier today. I was like, should, should I answer this or am I just going to come off like it's flat? Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, after my first coaching call, um, this girl messaged me saying she she really liked the call, but she was trying to do, I think, an old, I think it was something that you've done a long time ago on YouTube. Um, and it was with Node.js. Right. And she just couldn't get it. She, there was something just not working. Right. But I had made it work in, in, the, in, the, in my call. Right. So uh, I went on a call with her anyway. I think I was talking to her for about an hour, hour and a half. Nice. And we couldn't figure it out. Yeah. But eventually she, she got it in the end. So I don't know. Nice. I, but, mean, I mean, it's, it's awesome that you jumped on a call. I'd say that's the main thing I was getting to is don't ever feel like anything is stupid. Like the question, I think that's the problem with Stack Overflow. It, it's a great resource, but it's also a place yeah. where you, you just go and your motivation just drops because of the responses. You ask for help and it gets flagged as a duplicate question. They say, see this issue over here. God knows how they do yeah. that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, who, yeah, I don't know who does that. <laughs> There's, I think I've read an article somewhere. There's a guy or like a certain group of users on Stack Overflow who literally go through finding the duplicates. Really? <laughs> and I was like, wow. Oh, that's interesting. I was like, that's, that's that would be, yeah, that'd be kind of a boring job though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be a horrible job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like you see some guy in struggle and you're like, yeah, I'm going to crush his dream and just say, go check yeah, that one. I'm going to destroy him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I haven't really, um, I haven't had to, I haven't, I haven't had really any bad experiences with Stack Overflow, to be honest. I've only ever had to ask a couple of questions yeah and thankfully they, they were answered like politely yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i, I really I mean, don't have yeah when you have something to ask it makes the world a difference especially for someone who's starting off i mean again like i'm only doing this a year i think uh but, um, i say that one bit again you're ahead of someone who's just yeah yeah like i mean like i've only been doing it for a year but it's a year longer than someone who's just starting. So yeah. I can help them in some way. Exactly. And that's what I always say, whether you're a week, a month or a year in, you're still a week ahead of someone who wasn't, hasn't even started the journey. So you can always provide some kind of help. Um, yeah. And, so Luke, as you know, relatively kind of, you know, you're, you're kind of in the, the younger part of the journey. What's your top tips for somebody who's afraid to get into software dev or building websites, or they have no idea where they want to go, but they know they want to do this kind of thing. What's your top tip for them to get involved and get into it? And what is once they even start learning, how do they tackle the this this whole you know this tutorial hell and and struggle of getting an interview and a job? Yeah, I mean, first of all, don't be afraid. Yeah, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Nice. Um, and I think a lot a lot of people in the industry have the same attitude. Like it's you don't need to have a college degree. You don't need to be some kind of genius or mathematical wizard right. to, to get into coding. It's not, it's not true. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest tip would be to just push through it. Like, I mean, for me with JavaScript, like I started at the end of January or whatever, and I didn't really have a clue probably until about May, yeah. April, May, something like that about really what's kind of happening. Yeah. Um, and that's common. Like, I think when you're on your own trying to learn this stuff, you've known to talk to, and you're seeing people on YouTube who are just like writing, like they're, they're building out this really cool project. Yeah. And you think it's on the fly and yep. it's not. Yeah. Like this is all pre planned. They can see the code on their other screen. Yeah. Um, it's and all scripted. Well, I'll, I'll openly tell you that as a get go. Yeah. It's 100% pre planned. So whenever yeah. anyone sees me building on YouTube, we definitely build it for hours and hours and days before. And then it has to be, but and then people often ask, "But why? Why would you do that? Because it's so hard to do it live. <laughs> you, yeah, you'd be sitting I mean, there for completely. a day. Yeah, yeah. And at least, I mean, in fairness to you as well, like you're, you're doing it live. 
and in your builds you encounter live bugs live problems oh yeah and you have to solve them on the spot in front of i don't know (laughs) like a lot of people (laughs) so i wouldn't be able to do that i would be like no i'd be like a pile of sweat by the end of that (laughs) i think it's one of those things where um even that's why like i mean look at your success coaching call right that was a prime example where things could have gone wrong things could have broke they probably did go wrong at some point um, a couple of bits yeah but yeah. again like i'd already i'd already planned it out yeah so I, I had a rough idea of what what i was doing so yeah i think but, but the moral there is more like you know once you're in a position where let's imagine you told your team i'm going to get this feature delivered in a week uh, or you're on a live stream when you're in that kind of situation where there's pressure you perform a hell of a lot better than if you're just watching a udemy tutorial and and you've got all the time in the world to get that yeah. thing done right you sometimes need that pressure on top yeah. of you which is why i say Definitely. To, yeah i say to students take a freelancing gig where you don't know how to build the thing because i guarantee now that there's money pressure behind it you're going to learn how to build the thing right you're going to get it done yeah definitely yeah. um i think like for me personally like i kind of have that built in yeah I, like i always put a little bit of pre- too much pressure on myself yeah um even like with the team they're like oh like whenever it's done like don't, like once we can see you're making progress that's all that matters yeah and i'm like oh no but i want to have it done in, in an hour but yeah <laughs> take a week it's a good way to be um, dude it's it was natural. funny yeah yeah i mean it's it's i suppose it's more of a work ethic thing but yeah. like i was like what i've been doing in work anyway um i was kind of given this i was told uh, like what if you could try implement this feature into what you've been doing yeah i was like yeah that 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 take an hour or two max yeah and it took me about a week yeah and i eventually had to get on and um our lead engineer was was back he's over he's based in italy for most of the time and he comes back every now and then right so he was in ireland at the time and uh we just got together and we kind of he kind of put me on the right path and sometimes that's all you need like it's just to be brought in a certain direction and then you can go from there yeah and then it was done in a day right like after that so yeah it just goes back to having that mentor that has done this before and they can just see things like off the cuff like this is where you're going to run into trouble yeah i think that's uh that's like a gem that's like a cheat code in my opinion if you can find a mentor where they've spent you know the years they've spent like the weeks doing this stuff figuring it out going through the debugging hours all that stuff where and then you come along and they can kind of like give you a shortcut straight to the bit where this is a problem you're probably going to face this is how you fix it and now you've got all this free knowledge that gets ahead of you know what I mean? and if you keep doing that and finding the yeah. right mentors uh you really will see a massive gain in in a in like a year's time in two years time uh yeah it really does like compound in my eyes yeah yeah definitely um and like expect like on the team that i'm on like i've got i suppose three or four maybe even five guys that i can always ask um and then the two the two lead guys have been doing it for so long yeah um like they can just like even just on code reviews like they can they can just spot under the whole things that are going on in javascript like with the call stack and stuff like that and or like closures and things like that yeah and you're just like whoa <laughs> like how did you <laughs> spot that <laughs> yeah i used to have a dev who would come over and he'd be like well there's something and he's explaining like a javascript prototype and i'm like well uh, and you know you yeah. don't you don't really know what they're talking about in the beginning and you're kind of like uh and the best yeah. thing you can do at that point is just say dude i have no idea what you're just saying please explain to me 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. yeah and it when it's communicated well yeah it's, uh, it makes a world of difference i found stuff like that because i've been studying a lot of stuff lately that's under the hood like right. javascript stuff again like closures yeah uh, prototypes classes um understanding how classes are actually just syntactic sugar yeah but understanding how prototypes work yeah is so important but i think when you actually draw it out on a whiteboard it's i mean it might sound boring but it can really help yeah see what's going on like if you write out each function yeah and you go up to the body of the function and you write out step by step yeah it, you can actually see what's happening i think i think people underestimate the whiteboard honestly i think uh it's used in the wrong way in the early stages so when somebody pulls out a whiteboard in an interview and they say here's a loop and how are you going to know at this point i'm like that's a ridiculous example i'll just console yeah. log at that point <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, yeah it's funny i was actually talking to tino i hope it's okay that um yeah yeah that's fine yeah. you know yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, me and him i always talk on slack yeah um and i was just saying to him today like do you have any like, coaching plans kind of coming up Yep. And uh, he was asking me, so he was like, I'd, I'd really like to do one on like under the hood JavaScript, like yeah. stuff that I've been learning 
like the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But I was like, I, I kind of need to do it on a whiteboard to be able to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, what you could do is use screen brush. That's what I use when yeah. you're drawing a screen. And uh, it's if you use whiteboarding in the right way, it's how I learned Redux. Uh, I had a mentor at the time. Oh, really? Pretty yeah. much whiteboarded the entire thing out for me. Uh, showed me what a selector was. Uh, and just literally drew a bunch of crap that if somebody walked in the room they have no idea what the hell we're talking about but yeah. to me it made sense because he's explaining it as he's doing it yeah and that's i think you can really speed it up yeah like when i learned redux it was just literally do it over and over and over and over and over yeah and you eventually start to recognize the pattern yeah but if you can actually see it on a whiteboard like visually oh 100 it makes the world a difference yeah and to be honest in the beginning i really Fun fact, I actually thought the whiteboarding was going to throw people off and slow them down. So when I'd be on a build and I just start drawing stuff, uh, I, I really did think I was like, maybe I'm throwing people off. And then I really just thought I'm going to draw a circle and say that this is a component and draw another circle yeah. and say this is the global yeah. store, which is Redux. And we yeah. push and pull data. And then everyone was like, oh, my God, now it makes sense. And I was like, OK, yeah, that's, that's it's sometimes, amazing. Yeah, sometimes think- it's that kindergarten mindset we have to take back. Yeah, definitely. And I think people get the wrong impression from like some, some YouTube videos where people might say, oh, like this is going to be more of a hands-on project. We're not really going to be doing like slides or whiteboard and stuff. Yeah. Like you're, you're only really going to learn by coding, yeah. which is, it's, it's kind of true and false at the same time because, yeah, you, you need to code and code along with someone to, to learn how to code, but to understand fundamental principles, yeah. stuff that's going on that you can't actually see. Um, a whiteboard is like invaluable 100 percent. and you know like i always kind of take it back. i think uh, one of the best advice that i ever had was keep going back to kindergarten mindset like a, a kid's mind think about how a kid learns right and what you'll find is if you go to a lot of udemy course or tutorials they really drop massive lingo on you and you have no idea what the words are meaning and saying because you're yeah. you're new to the space they're dropping you know, like, let's imagine you never coded before and people are like, so here's the syntax of this and this and this and here's a closure and blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh my God, I have yeah, no idea what the hell's going on. Right? I know, it's it's so intimidating. And on Udemy as well, like if you, the first course I done, it was it was like a full bootcamp style thing, full yeah. like web development, front end, back end, yeah. styling. <laughs> it was everything. It was, it was about, I don't know, it must have been about 50 hours long. Yeah. And when you see that little percentage bar in the corner and it's a dot and you've been like spending about two months on it. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Going to be here for the rest of my life. Yeah. And then, you know, even things like dependencies, right? If, if somebody doesn't explain what that is, you're like sitting there thinking, okay, I guess we have another crazy word to add to the stack. You know, like I have no idea yeah. what that means. And so I think sometimes really dumbing it down and just um, saying basic words that like, and I used to think, you know, I'm going to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. And I don't sound no, like, you know, I'm not going to explain it well. But I think more people need to do that. I think it needs to happen. Uh, Definitely. Drop the big words, drop every you know, thing that makes yeah. us sound clever and just simplify the hell out of it so people can enter the space easier. Yeah, I mean, and I think when you do eventually get over that hurdle um, of not really understanding, I suppose, the, the terminology, yeah, like you'll pick it up and it'll be fine then. Like it's more of a thing of, again, it's just once you understand the principle, it's like the basic fundamentals. Yeah. People, people overlook that so much. They just want to get into the more advanced stuff. Yeah. But I think when, like, I mean, I tried to do that before, but you just end up coming back to yeah. like, okay, I need to just start the basics again. Yeah. I think I did a raise like, you know, 20 times and I kept coming back yeah. and coming back and coming back. And yeah. and then I was like, forget, I need to learn the fundamentals. And once I did that once, I never had to return. So it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely a case of, I agree with you on that one. It's just break it down, go back to simple stuff. And then it will start to make a lot more sense. Luke, we're going to have a little bit of fun. I'm going to have a, a rapid fire round, right? I like to, Jay's yeah. just kind of froze these. I, he always puts some weird question in there. I'm not going to ask one of these. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go ahead and it's just going to be like quick fire round. Uh, try and say what comes to your head as fast as like possible, right? Don't, don't think okay. about it too much. Cool. Right. Yeah, sounds good. You ready? I'm going to yeah. get the suspense, right? So first one, and this is probably a no-brainer, but favorite programming language Plus. JavaScript. Okay. Favorite library? Would uh, React count as a library? Yeah. React is technically yeah, React, we're gonna have a library. Yeah. Uh, favorite three books? Maybe three books. Probably Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, 
And God, I don't have another one. Happy to, I don't read that much. No, that's fine. That's good. <laughs> I think it's a good question because everyone's like, you know, oh, I've got to answer John Summers as soft skills or something like that. So, so it's a good I, yeah, thing. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the, the name of that there because I, I started reading it when I joined the Popify. No, it's good. It's good. It props the thing. You don't need to read it all. It's fine. It's good. Yeah. Uh, if you had the power to change the past or see the future, which one would you pick? Um, Probably... I don't know. I'll probably see the future, I guess. Yeah. I'd, I don't know. Uh, save you hours of debugging. Yeah. <laughs> Your go-to advice for a beginner. One piece of crucial advice for a beginner. Just don't give up. Just keep pushing. Nice. Perseverance. Now, if you had to learn a new skill, Python, C++, or Java, and why? Oh, it'd be between Python and C++. Um, Python, because it's very, I suppose, it's just a very clean language. Right. Um, and then C++ just for, I suppose, the technical stuff, just to... Nice. I don't know, it just sounds cool. <laughs> Interesting. I thought you were going to for a Java room, but cool, man. Yeah, it's good, good, good options. Name one entrepreneur you admire. One entrepreneur. Um, probably Sonny Sanger. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to say Elon. Nah. <laughs> Thank nah, you, dude. I have, to, I have to say you, man. Oh, that's massive, man. Thank you. What's your greatest fear around software development? Greatest fear? Um, I don't really have one, to be honest. Like, I'm not, I don't know, like, I mean, I might get nervous if I'm given something new, but like, I'll, I'll figure it out. That's good. That's a good mindset to have. I was going to say, you know, stand-ups in the morning, and when they come to you and I have no idea what to say. <laughs> uh, I mean, if I had to do a presentation of something, yeah, that's actually a very good point. Yeah. That'd probably be that, yeah. That's cool, man. All right, so and then final one, top three skills needed to be a successful developer. Uh, again, perseverance, definitely. Like, there's no doubt about it. Um, technical communication right. is key as well. Yeah. And then... Mm. third one just enjoy it nice like, if, like i mean some people want to get into more for the money aspect but i think when you really love it it makes it the world of difference i like think you're gonna be way happier golden advice dude i think you're 100 right there that was pretty fun <laughs> yeah uh, that's cool yeah i think uh golden advice at the end man to wrap it i think don't focus on the money literally just enjoy the process uh, and I've definitely seen a difference in the students like yourself who have just enjoyed it and been trying to learn new stuff and the success they've had against the students who are like, I'm not getting a job. I'm just doing all the right things. I'm doing it all. And and, trying to, and it's not yeah. fun, you know? Yeah, you can't put that much pressure on yourself. Yeah. I know, like everyone wants to, to get the, the job as, as quickly as possible, but you have to learn. Like you have to learn the fundamentals. Like yeah. you, can't, you can't skip them. Exactly. You know, you, take six months take a year it took me it took me about i think 10 10 11 months maybe yeah. to get to get the job so yeah it was well worth it it was hard but like i mean it was challenging but it was still fun yeah and i think the key is like you know it, everyone can hear it from your stories today that it shows through that you still you know you love where you work every time the money conversation came up i, I love that it was more swayed towards the team it was more like you're, you're yeah. more appreciative of the team that you're in, the position you're in, how you're learning. Uh, and for me, I can already like foresee your growth as a dev because it's kind of like if you enjoy that stuff, the rest is taken care of. The salaries, all that stuff gets handled as a side effect. That's the way it should yeah. be, right? Because you as just as a developer are going to get more skilled. Your team's going to love you uh, and you're just going to be in a nice place to to grow but dude thank you so much for, for jumping yeah, it's on it's been a pleasure thanks so yeah. much for having me on awesome man and i'd love to get you know like yourself tino one day we'll get all of us to kind of do a group call i think that'll be really cool to have like a little that'd be, yeah that'd be sick yeah, yeah like a jam session i think i'll get yeah, everyone on individually really cool. and then we'll do a big group one um but yeah awesome to have you luke it's been a perfect Amazing. hour and uh yeah. i will catch you in the next coaching call dude peace yeah see you later man thank you dude Talk to you. bye if you enjoyed today's episode of The Reactive Entrepreneur, then why not hit the subscribe or follow button? We publish weekly episodes across all the major platforms like Spotify, Apple, and Google. If you're interested in learning to code, feel free to check out my YouTube channel, Sunny Sanger, where you can learn to build awesome, powerful apps in React or even mobile apps with React Native. 
If you want to elevate to that next level, then head over to paparreact.com and check out my flagship course, Zero to Full Stack Hero. Guys, I put my heart and soul into that course. We have over 350 members already. We have weekly coaching calls and over 100 hours of juicy coding content and modules for you to learn from. It's the ultimate place you want to be if you're going to crush it as a modern day full stack developer. Use code PODCAST10 for 10% off any membership. And as always, guys, this is your boy, Papa React, aka Sunny. We continue to grow together, learn together, and succeed together. Until next time, Papa fam, peace.